Blog Talk Radio. Jesus said he will come 
and he will speak of me. He will point to me. Jesus said, I must go, and I will send you one back. We've went over all these scriptures, but today we're going to, some scriptures we are going to repeat, but it, we we need to 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 know the person of the Holy Spirit and how that his interaction in our lives and his dominance, if we allow the Holy Spirit to rule and reign over us, knowing that the Holy Spirit will never be an it, but will always be him, the third person of the Trinity, which is God. In the beginning, God, Elohim, we've spoken this many times. First, off the bat in the book of Genesis, it, it lays the foundation for the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Elohim, plurality of the Godhead. The complexity of God. The basis of God. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we talked our last broadcast of the outpouring that is recorded in Luke's writing in the book of Acts <clears throat> the day of Pentecost. We talked about the 50 days from Passover. But I want to talk today a little bit about the, the Holy Spirit in the New Testament. I'm sorry, the, old, the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament or before Pentecost and the Holy Spirit after Pentecost. Now, the Holy Spirit always was because the Holy Spirit is God. We go back to Genesis chapter 1 again. And, you know, we we need to ask God for a revelation. But revelation comes from the Holy Spirit. John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. God spoke to Zerubbabel and said, not by power, <clears throat> not by might, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. How to do this restoration of this wall, or this temple in Zerubbabel's case, is given by the Holy Spirit. Because in the Holy Spirit, there is all knowledge, all grace, all wisdom, for he is God. Revelation comes by the Holy Spirit. So in the beginning, God, Elohim, created the raw, out of nothing, the heaven and the earth, not heavens and earth, but the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void and darkness on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved on the face of the water, form, uh, without form and void is Tahu Bahu, which is a, a, a complete chaotic mess, which God doesn't create anything out of chaos. Well, he did here because the chaos came, but, but that's, that's that's a whole that's a whole other teaching. But it was at that time without form and without void. Something cataclysmic happened between verses one and verse two. What's called the gap theory. I'm not going to get into that today. And the Spirit, capital S, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters or brooded, hovered 
God was about to recreate, recreate, and restore this planet. Because in the beginning, heaven and earth was already created. Okay. But the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Perhaps a flood. Okay. Study all this on your own. But the point is today is the office of the Holy Spirit. So God is everywhere, omnipresent, and he knows everything omniscient through his spirit, through his spirit. For God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. John 1.14 says, and the word, the logos, which goes right along with his spirit, his broken word, the breath of God, became flesh. Now, Jesus Christ was the incarnate total image of Almighty God. He said, when you look at me, you see the Father, God himself, condescended, to earth and became man that he might die for the sins of the people for me and you so God is everywhere and he knows everything he's omnipresent and he's omniscient we go to Psalms 139 the psalmist wrote beginning with verse 1 O Lord thou hast searched me and known me Thou knowest my downsetting and my uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but O lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thy hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Whether shall I go? Listen now. Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Can you outrun God? No. Whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day, the darkness as the light are both alike to thee. There's no darkness in God. For thou hast possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. The Bible says we were wonderfully and miraculously made, spoken into existence by the power of an almighty God. So the importance of God's spirit, that he's everywhere. He is everywhere. So the spirit of God before Pentecost, 
Was the Spirit of God in operation before Pentecost? Yes, totally. In Genesis 1, I'm going to read to you again what I just read. Genesis 1, 1 through 3, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, Let there be light, and there was light. We see two things here, the Word and the Spirit. They go together. Because when God speaks his word, in the Old Testament, it's, it's Ruach, which is breath. When he knelt down, condescended down, and blew the breath of life, the Ruach, into Adam, Adam, red clay, one made from dust, was nothing until the Spirit of God breathed upon him. See, God is not meant... To man, man was not meant to live apart from God. Never. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Okay, and we've talked about it before. God, Elohim, the plurality of the Godhead. The word spirit, ruach, wind, by resemblance of breath, even to being violent, exaltation. That which brings life. So apart from the Spirit of God, men walk, men talk, but men are dead. Men were made. The whole duty of man, the Bible says, is to worship God. Men were made to interact with the Spirit of God. This is God's perfect will. This is God's desire that men fellow quinea, fellowship. to get close to God, to be led, guided, our footsteps ordered of the Lord. And there's only one way that this can happen is when we interact with the Spirit of God or the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. So, so many, you know, they, they, they emphasize tongues, and tongues is, is a part of it. Well, the Bible says, but speaking in tongues is the evidence of the infilling. I know there's much controversy over that. The Bible says, and they spoke in tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance. And it was, wasn't babble. It was distinct. There was something going on there. Without the outpouring of the Spirit. We said yesterday that God said his gifts in the church, that they operate with DCC and It's never God's intention that we be confused. Matter of fact, the spirit is here that we don't be confused. The spirit is here, has come, is here. The day of Pentecost has already fully come that we might be led to his truth, that we might be taught by the spirit. Paul went to Arabia and the Bible says he was taught showed the mystery of God. And he wrote most of the New Testament under the tutelage and the guidance and the inspiration of the Spirit of God. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. The Spirit inspired men to write God's Word. And the Spirit of God moved. 
will cough or to brood, to be relaxed, to flutter, to shake. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, through faith, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Through faith, our foundation is faith. We believe God. It's impossible to please God unless we have faith. We must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And a lot of this revelation will come not by man speaking to you, but by praying and seeking God and let the Holy Spirit guide you. Ask him for his truth. And if you are born again, see, if we ask for his gifts and not being born, we might get something, but it probably won't be of God. The first step is to be born again, is to be regenerated from above. It's to accept Jesus Christ as Lord. It's to totally give yourself totally unto him. And then revelation comes. The revelation of God can't be given outside of regeneration, except to show us that we're sinners, <laughs> that we need a Savior. In the Old Testament, we have we the, the first man ever recorded to be filled with the Holy Spirit was a man named Bezalel because he had a ministry. He was a carpenter. He was an engraver. He cut jewels. He embroidered. He supervised. His job was to to uh, uh, build, uh, supervise the building of the wilderness tabernacle. In Exodus 31, 1 and 3, this is all done by the Holy Spirit now. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. Self-help is no help. You say, well, you know, the Bible says God helps those that help themselves. I've I, I never read that. We are totally dependent. Now, we don't lay down and cringe up and lay in a corner somewhere and wait for No, we, we occupy. We're up moving. We're active in the spirit of God. But our ultimate help comes from the Holy Spirit. See, he must be interactive. At Christ's crucifixion, when we look back and we believe in, in what Jesus did at the cross, then we give the Holy Ghost the lead way in our lives to move. Our faith activates the Holy Spirit in our life, who is God. Exodus 31, verses 1 through 3, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. Same tribe that our Lord was in, still in. I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom. Listen, I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. So where does wisdom come from? I'm talking about true wisdom, not Gnostic, true wisdom, not men's ways, men's doctrines, men's ways of figuring out things, but true wisdom comes from God through the Holy Spirit. 
in understanding and in knowledge in all manner of workmanship. The reason that the Holy Ghost fell on the day of Pentecost was to give the modern-day church wisdom and power to preach the gospel. The Holy Spirit changes men. When I say men, I mean mankind. Changes human beings. Men and women, boys and girls. He said, I have filled him with the Spirit of God. So who is the baptizer? God. In the New Testament, Jesus Christ. Deuteronomy 34, 9, we see Joshua, the one who took over Moses' spot. He was full of the spirit of wisdom, which he received when Moses laid hands on him, which God had anointed Moses. The prayer of faith gave him wisdom. So he could lead God's people in a, two, in a new era, promised land with Moses, didn't get to go there. Deuteronomy 34, 9, and Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. See? What did Solomon ask for? Give me wisdom. The Bible declared he was the smartest, most knowledgeable man, full of all, all of God's wisdom, because he asked God of wisdom. That come from the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. For Moses laid hands upon him, and the children of Israel hearkened unto him, and did as the Lord commanded Moses. The, the transference of power in the book of Judges. Every judge of Israel operated. Remember, God ruled for a time and a period under the judges. And every judge of Israel operated in the knowledge and the power of the Holy Ghost. We read in Judges 6 and 34 of a man named Gideon. And his character was certainly not bold by no means. The Bible says that at the opening there, when, when they start talking about him, that he was that he was threshing down at the wine press because all the threshing went up higher, where the tares could be separated from the wheat. But in this his individual uh, was timid and fearful, and he was threshing wheat down by the wine press. It didn't work out so well. There wasn't a whole lot of wind down there. And also the Holy Spirit's uh, wind, rushing mighty wind, it talks about here in Acts chapter 2, verse 2. As a rushing mighty wind, it filled the house where they were sitting. Judges 6.34, but the Spirit, listen now. See how the Spirit of God changes people. He'll change us if we allow him to operate in our lives. If we become pliable and obedient, obedience is better than Sacrifice. Religion does not impress the Spirit of God. Obedience does. Okay. But the Spirit of, of the Lord came upon Gideon. Gideon, he blew a trumpet, and Abizar was gathered after him. He minded God. God told him what to do. We know that God's Spirit that many times David spoke, prophetically even, through the Spirit of God. The gift of prophecy is one of the nine spiritual gifts that should be operating in the New Testament church, which we are a part of. Now, 
Many will come in my name, he said, saying, Lo, I am here, and lo, I am there. Not everyone that prophesies is a prophet. Not everyone that speaks, thus saith the Lord, is speaking what thus saith the Lord. Okay? The Bible declares in the days in which we live that many false prophets shall arise. How do we know them? By truth. Because the Holy Spirit will never deviate from the word of God. He'll always speak what the Lord has to say. And he'll always speak according to the word of God. This is, this is our test bench, is the word. Put whatever's spoken up against the word. If it doesn't pass, then get rid of it. The Bible says come out from among them. The Bible says don't be any part of it. So Second Samuel 23, verses 1 and 2. Now these, were, now these be the last words of David. David, the son of Jesse, said, and the man who was raised up on high, the anointed of God of Jacob, the sweet psalmist of Israel, said, so what he said, the spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. With stammering lips, Isaiah said, and another tongue will I speak unto my people. Listen. Listen now. I must emphasize in decency and in order. See, the Holy Ghost needs to rule our services, our church services. And the Bible declares if any man, woman, boy, or girl brings a message in tongues, it needs to be interpreted either by another person or by the individual that has brought forth the message to so there will be no confusion in the midst of the people. First Corinthians chapter 14, you can read of the gifts in, in First Corinthians chapter 12. All these gifts come from the Holy Spirit, and they are meant to work amongst God's people properly. Properly. The Bible says, believe all prophecy. But here's my take on it. If a message in tongues is brought forth and there is no interpretation, that's a problem. We write it off because if the tongues are interpreted, if it's not spoken in English, see, the Holy Spirit is a, is, is a distinct language. He brings forth a distinct language. We saw this here in Acts chapter 2 when men spoke in other languages of other men that was there, not babble. Do men babble? Is there a tongue that's not of God? Yes. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. We don't teach people how to speak in tongues. The Spirit gives out it. When, we, when people start telling other people what to say, who are seeking for the baptism, we've got a problem because it doesn't come from men. It comes from God. Jesus Christ is the baptizer. Okay. The Spirit of the Lord spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. 
in Psalms 51:11, see that 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 David knew that his success lied completely in the power of the Holy Ghost. He was praying here in Psalms 51. This is the 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 famous chapter where he was begging God's forgiveness because he had sinned. And he said in Psalms 51:11, "Cast me not away from thy presence." And take not thy Holy Spirit from me. See, we we need to develop this knowledge of the Holy Spirit. He represents Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ needs to be lifted up, and men are only drawn by the Spirit of God. He said, take not thy Holy Spirit from me. In old prophets spoke as they were as they were unctioned by the Holy Spirit all scripture was given by inspiration of God Peter said in 2nd Peter 121 for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man very important there prophecy that means the scriptures are no private interpretation for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man but holy men of God, listen, holy men of God, separated, sanctified, called out, completely pliable to the word of God and to the Holy Spirit. So you can't mind the Holy Spirit on Sunday and leave him on Monday. He must, he must be a part of your life every day. He must be part of how you walk and how you talk and how you move. For prophecy came not, Second Peter one twenty one came not in old by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Men had nothing to do with this. There was no counseling session before these men spoke. There was no getting together in the meeting of the minds, so to speak, because the mind that we're worried about is the mind of God, and the mind of God is generated on the face of this earth by the Holy Ghost. So is there a baptism in the Holy Ghost? Yes. Yes, there is. Talk about that. In, in the book of Luke, before before the crucifixion, before John the Baptist was born, we find an entire family here was filled with the Holy Spirit. Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist. Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist. John the Baptist himself, six months older than our Lord, who was filled from his birth. Scriptures, Luke 1.15. For he shall be great. Zacharias prophesying, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, which talk about John, I'm sorry, and be filled, shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. Even from his mother's womb was John the Baptist. The Bible declares that Mary come to Elizabeth, and she told of the Immaculate Conception that the that happened, the miracle from God, that Jesus Christ was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that Elizabeth was around six months along. The baby 
leaped in her womb. Now back to back to Luke chapter one. Zacharias was a priest, and he was doing what he did. He was one of his jobs was to burn incense. And in in Luke chapter one verse eleven, it appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for the for thy prayers heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son. Thou shalt call his name John. Thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice for these birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. This was the angel Lord speaking. So John the Baptist was filled, began to work in the Holy Spirit after his birth. In Luke 1, 41 and 42. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. We talked about that a little bit ago. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Thus was John filled with the Holy Ghost. And he spake out with a loud voice, and she spake out with a loud voice, and said, Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb. Where did she get that revelation from? The Holy Spirit. The activator. <laughs> the paracletus. The one that comes alongside to help us. Still in Luke chapter 1, verses 67 through 70. And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied saying, Blessed be the Lord of God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. He hath raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began. How does Zacharias prophesy? The Holy Spirit. And Zacharias was filled, listen, was filled with the Holy Ghost, and then he prophesied. This is one of the nine spiritual gifts. The importance of the Holy Spirit to the church is unexplainable. How important that the church, which he will be led, the, 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 the church of Jesus Christ will be led by the Spirit of God, the true church. I will have a church without spot, without wrinkle. You think we've come spotless and wrinkle-free on our own? There's a catalyst there's one that provides us power, that provides us wisdom and knowledge and peace and understanding. Okay. We talked last week how they chose the replacement for who? Judas. His name was Matthias. Chose him by asking God. And the Holy Spirit revealed to him. Okay, so after John was born, and he growed up, of course, come out of the wilderness, we know the story, wearing camel's hair, and he was certainly didn't look like the religious crowd at that time, and 
ate honey and had locusts in his beard. And, and he come out with the word, repent. But on the day that he saw Jesus Christ, John introduces Jesus as the one who baptizes in the Holy Spirit. And one that taketh away the sins of the world. John 1, 29-34, pardon me, the, the next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. For is he of whom I said, After me, John being the forerunner, cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. He was God. Before Abraham was, Jesus spoke to the Pharisees, I am. I was before Abraham. Abraham saw my day and rejoiced therein. They wanted to kill him right there because he claimed to be equal with God and claimed to be God. Okay, I knew him not, but he should be manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water, repentance. And John Barrecker saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. He was baptized. The Trinity showed up. Jesus was in the water. The Holy Ghost is the form of a dove. And from the voice, the Father spoke, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. The Trinity, the entire Trinity showed up that day at the baptism of our Lord and Savior. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom shall see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptizeth it with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. Baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. Who's the baptizer? Men? Denominations? Preachers? No. Jesus Christ is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. Men have nothing to do with this except obedience. This is all the plan of God. So Jesus himself promised that all believers, if they believe that the Spirit of God will be made available, not only for regeneration or salvation, but also for power to walk for sanctification, for wisdom, for knowledge, for guidance. See, we need the Holy Spirit every day of our lives to lead us and guide us into all the truth that Jesus Christ spoke about and everything he represented. In John 7, verses 37 through 39, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me. Listen, he that believes on me, as the scripture have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 39, John 7, But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. See, the Holy Spirit did not come until Jesus went up to be with the Father. He said, I'm going up. He said, 
John truly baptized, this is Acts chapter 1, verse 5. For John truly baptized with water, <clears throat> but you should be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then they asked him, When, <clears throat> pardon me, will Israel be restored to their earthly kingdom? And he said unto them, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own hands. But ye shall receive, verse 8, Acts 1, power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. So the Holy Ghost is the catalyst for preaching the gospel. You can't preach without him. <laughs> Not many. I'm sure they do. Things that are preached in flesh never accomplish nothing. Oh, they might sound good. There might be a certain amount of charisma by the way, means grace. But the Holy Ghost needs to preach through men. Holy Ghost provides the words. We provide the vessel. Give unto yourself as a living sacrifice, which is holding self before God, which is your reasonable service. The Bible declares... <clears throat> to those that love Jesus Christ, receive him and keep his commandments, he promises the Holy Spirit as a comforter or an advocate. The many the many functions of the Holy Spirit, see? A teacher, a leader, guides us, comforts us, is touched with our infirmities, brings us peace. He's the totality of the Godhead. Can't see him, but he's certainly real. For God is a spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Jesus went to the Father. Jesus of the tribe of Judah, who was king and priest, sat down and finished work. The priest of the tribe of Levi never sat down. They always stood. But when Jesus sat down at the Father's right hand. The work was finished. It was done. It was done. So the Holy Spirit can come and does come as a comforter. John 14 verses 15 through 18, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, commandments. I will pray the Father. Listen, nothing to do with man here. Except obedience, except obedience and receiving, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may, listen, abide with you forever. Jesus shall never leave you, nor forsake you, I'll be with you, even to the end of this age. And that's the Holy Spirit that's with us right now. I can't even talk this morning or even speak his word without the Holy Spirit. Nothing to do with me or any preacher, or any church, or any denomination. It's to do with the Holy Spirit, who is the center of the church, the head of the church. Okay. He will abide with you forever. Listen to what he calls him in verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, John 14, 17, even the spirit of truth, 
Yes and no. Whom the world cannot receive. Why cannot why does the world not receive him? Because they don't know the truth. They don't know Jesus Christ, so they can't receive the truth. Pilate said, What is truth? Standing three or four feet from truth. Even the spirit of truth, which the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, Jesus. Neither knoweth him, Jesus, but ye know him, for he dwells with you, and he and shall be in you, in you filled. I will not leave you without comfort. I will come to you. Now I know the Holy Ghost is a comforter. I've experienced that at the loss of loved ones. At the death of my grandmother who raised me, uh, that morning she passed. The Holy Spirit was with me that morning because I felt him. I'll never forget that day. That was a long time ago. I will not leave you comfortless. You, you've got to look at the office of the Holy Spirit. You see why he came. He didn't come to cause controversy. He came to put the church on the right road. He came to put men and women, boys and girls, on the right road to lead us and guide us and always point to Jesus Christ. Always. Two great functions or ministries of the Holy Spirit are promised. He's one that teaches us. And he's one that brings us brings back to remembrance. For many of you, the word of God says, shall be cast into prison for ten days and brought before kings or magistrates or whatever, but think not what you say. What did David say? For your spirit has filled my mouth. I speak your words. Think not what to say, but I will give you remembrance. I will give you words to speak that are not of men, but of God. The King Agrippa told Paul, I've almost been persuaded to be a Christian. Why? Because it weren't wasn't Paul's words that Paul was speaking, it was the words of the Holy Ghost, which was which was pricking the heart of this king. It takes the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, to convict and draw people. People say, Well, I get saved when I get an opportunity. No, if you're not drawn by the Holy Spirit, you won't get saved. He draws. He has opportunity. Come unto me, you heavy laden and labor, and I will give you rest. In John 14, verse 25 through 26, these things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, there's that word, the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. Have you ever said in a problem, in a situation, with pressure on you, and all of a sudden a scripture comes to your mind, and you speak that scripture? Where do you think that came from? Out of your intellect? By the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. So he's a teacher. He's a comforter. Now Jesus... He said, I must go. And the Holy Spirit came and took his place. He said, it is expedient or better that I go. And I will send you one back. See? With power and authority. Under the, under the, the 
the the guidance of the Holy Spirit under the guidance of the New Testament covenant, the everlasting covenant that was established at the cross two thousand years ago. We don't kill our farm animals anymore. We don't live under the sacrificial system at this present age and time. The blood of bulls and goats by no means can ever eradicate or take care of sin, but the blood of Jesus Christ washes away and remits all sin. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. In John 16, 5 and 8, talking about this this exchange, this transference, (laughs) Jesus went to heaven, the Holy Ghost came down. What did he say? You shall receive power. After I leave, I'm going to send you one back. Go and wait. Go wait and tarry until you be endued with power. And the power has to come from the Holy Spirit, not men. Men cannot help themselves. We believe. We do all that we can. We stand and we believe God. We yield our members. We have this <clears throat> treasure, the Bible declares, in earthen vessels. That's the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Holy Ghost, he says. Have you been filled since you believe? We need the Holy Ghost. And the only one that can bring the right teaching of this is the Holy Spirit. Because he confirms his word. Ask of me. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Seek and you shall find. John 16, 5 and 8. But now I go my way to him that sent me which is Jesus going back to the Father. And none of you ask of me, whither goest thou? But because I have said these things, sorrow filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. Or better, for if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he is come, that's what it says here, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. See his total capacity how the Holy Ghost operates. Once again, he's God. The Holy Spirit is a person. <clears throat> He reveals the entire counsel of God, and he is the administrator of our inheritance, which Jesus Christ purchased at the cross 2,000 years ago. For the Bible says we are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit as a person reveals these things. In John 16, verses 12 through 15, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come. Who's he? He, he, the pronoun he, which points to a person. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. John sixteen fourteen. he shall glorify me. For he shall receive of mine, and I shall show it unto you. 
All things that the Father hath are mine, therefore I, therefore said I that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. The revelation that's needed. John said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. How did revelation come? The Spirit, the power of God. In John 20, we have here the disciples gathering. And he was, Jesus Christ breathed upon them. And they were regenerated. What happens when we accept Christ? We are regenerated. See, the problem, and a lot of controversy is salvation is salvation and the baptism the Holy Spirit separate works well they were regenerated here in John and in Acts 2 they were filled so that's something you've got to seek God about I don't know what I think about it you know but I'm not going to yell and scream and, and uh, this way it is I'm going to search it out Pray about it. If you're led by the Holy Ghost, I'm sure he'll lead you into truth because the Bible says he will. If you're led by the Holy Ghost, now there's a lot of ghosts around, but not all are holy. But the Holy Spirit always points to Jesus Christ, always points to the Word of God. We read the Word of God and we get revelation from the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit wrote the book. Okay. John 20, 19 through 22. Then... The same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst of them. Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he showed them his hands and his side, which is at the crucifixion. Then were the disciples glad. This was the 40 days, part of the 40 days before Pentecost, which was 10 days after his ascension. When they saw the Lord, then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even I send I you, send I you. And when he had said this, he breathed on me and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Receive the regenerated life. Contact with the risen Lord. When we come in contact with the risen Savior, when we accept his work at the cross, we accept the fact he was in the grave for three days, and we accept the fact he resurrected, then we can be regenerated. Confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God Almighty raised him from the dead. And call upon the name of the Lord, and you shall be saved. In faith, believing in the finished work of Jesus Christ. So after they was re what generated in Luke twenty four and forty nine, behold I send you the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Now the regeneration of the spirit is salvation. The baptism gives us power to live 
to abide, to function as a Christian, to be sanctified, which is progressive, progressive. Not a one-time work. Sanctification is never, never will be a one-time work. It's a process. Paul said, I have not got there yet. I'm paraphrasing. I've not attained yet. I haven't made it yet. I'm being sanctified. I'm growing in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He said, you shall be endued with power, dunamis, from on a a power outside of ourselves. Understand? Outside of us. Never end. We don't need self-help. We don't need self-righteousness. Never work. We need to give self to Jesus Christ. Acts 1.5. For John truly baptized with water. But ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days since. This was after he had breathed on them. Okay. I see a separate work. Acts 1.8. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witness unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Power to preach the gospel. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, we have the fulfillment, promises of Jesus Christ in three Faces. Acts 2, verses 1 through 4. We read this 4. We're going to read it again. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, waiting, waiting, as Jesus told them to do. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared upon the cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we see three things here. We see the immersion, which signifies baptism. The infilling, where Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, occupies our life. The Bible we're not even our own. We've been bought with a price. We live and walk and talk and have our being in Jesus Christ. And then an outflow, which is the preaching of the gospel. This constitutes the the New Testament experience of baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is for today. Taught a lot anymore. But we need to pray that we're filled with the Holy Ghost according to Acts 2. And according to the guidance of the Spirit by the Word of God, when all things are done in D.C. and in order, men cannot fill people with the Holy Ghost. After the death and the burial and the resurrection, the Bible declares that Jesus Christ set, is sitting at the Father's right hand, our Advocate. Setting, designating a finished work, and then the Holy Ghost was poured out. And the result could be seen and could be heard. The manifestations, the speaking of tongues, and then we go over, you can read on into Acts here after Peter preached, he went by the gate called Beautiful, and we see the power 
of the Holy Ghost. Silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, take up thy bed and walk. This was done by the Holy Spirit. And Peter's faith in what had happened, and his faith in Jesus Christ. In Acts 2, 32-33, this Jesus, this Jesus have God raised up, wherefore we are all witnesses. He says, I'll give you power to be witnesses. This is what he's doing here. Therefore, being by the right hand of God, exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he have shed, shed forth this which ye see and hear. See and hear. Not an underground movement, but a significant thing that needs to be happening in the house of God is the baptism in the Holy Spirit. John seven thirty nine, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. What's the criteria? We must believe on him. Don't be asking for the Holy Ghost if you don't believe on Jesus Christ. If you have accepted him, you might get a ghost, but it won't be holy. There are a lot of spirits out there. There's only one Holy Spirit. But he spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not, was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. In Titus chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, we have generation, re-what generation? The resurrected Christ and the inbreathed Spirit received his life. In Titus 3, verse 5 through 6, not by works, listen, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration, the blood of Jesus Christ, and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our not only is the Holy Ghost for salvation, but he's also our power for sanctification. Romans 8.10 And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. Whose righteousness? The righteousness of Jesus Christ. Now, we can't be saved without the Spirit. The Spirit must be there. Must be there for the regeneration. And he's also there for the baptism. Now, the gifts of the Spirit should be a point of unification in the church. The Bible declares in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that he set the gifts in the church for the edification of the body and to point to Jesus Christ. Of course, with those that don't believe in the gifts of the Spirit, it can divide. We must operate through faith. We all must operate through faith. 
Read the Word of God. Study the Word of God and pray over it. You know, this dogmatic stuff that goes on in the in the body of Christ today, I'm right and you're wrong, and you're not going to change my mind. Well, down through the years, God has changed, God, God changed my mind about sanctification. Because I thought it was a distinct one-time thing. But I have found out through living that it's progressive. Okay. Never never become too old to be moved upon by the Holy, not men, by the Holy Ghost. And he'll confirm it in our lives. Okay, the Holy Spirit after Pentecost. All believers together constitute the collective dwelling of God or the ecclesia. Ever since the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of God as a person and as Lord, as a person in Jesus Christ, Lord, and the ambassador for Christ, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost indwells the temple, which is the body of Christ, and we are the body of Christ. He never meant us to be void and empty. First Corinthians chapter three, verse sixteen through seventeen. Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy. Which the temple? Which temple are ye? Which temple ye are? You are. I'm sorry. That statement's not not a question. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse seventeen. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, capital S, capital L, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, is liberty. The body of every believer is redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. For what reason? To become the temple of God. That we might operate and function under the tutelage and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. First Corinthians chapter six, verse nineteen through twenty. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye were bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So what criteria is there to receive the Holy Ghost? First of all, you must be hungry for the Holy Spirit, all of him. For those that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. As the deer pants after the water, so does my soul pant after thee. We have to want all that God has for us in the Holy Spirit. My, my, my. The Bible declares he's a quickening spirit. The same spirit that brought Jesus Christ out of the grave is the same spirit that quickens me and you in our mortal body today. And we must see that it's Jesus who's the baptizer. Not denominations, not men, not church leaders, but Jesus Christ, who is the head of the church, who purchased the church with his own blood. He baptizes. John the Baptist said, I show you the one that will baptize you in the Holy Ghost not too many days hence. You've got to be hungry. 
You got to want all of God. You got to get down and seek and say, Lord, according to your word, hold this word of God to you and believe what the word says. Lord, I want every promise in this book. Lord, I want to rightly divide the word of truth. And the only way we can rightly divide is that the Holy Ghost lead us and guide us. He will not give you a stone if you ask for bread. He will not give you a serpent if you ask for fish. Whatever you ask for, he'll give. Ask of me. In the name of Jesus, I will give it to you. Certainly, all things for our spirituality. Certainly, all things that leads us and guides us into more of his truth and more of his righteousness. So we can have strength for the days to come. We've got to have the Holy Ghost. He will hold us up and keep us in the days to come. Ask of him and seek him. Be open-minded to the word of God. We're open-minded to a lot of stuff, but be open-minded to the word of God. And ask him. If you can, this is what I said years ago, Lord, I want all that you have. And I certainly haven't got it all yet. But I was baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence and speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gets utterance. I'm not ashamed of that. It's kept me all these years, not the speaking in tongues, but the Holy Ghost. There's a right way. But the Holy Ghost moves in the house of God. We talked about that. There's things are done in decency and in order. A lot of times they're not. It brings confusion. How can we tell a true move of God? Mostly by longevity. It'll last. If it doesn't last, it's probably not of God. If it's fly by night, if it's a gimmick, probably not of God. Because God's truth will last. If you're healed, your healing lasts. You're saved, your salvation lasts. That which God does carries it completely to into eternity. He keeps us by the power, by the might, but by his spirit. This is the Holy Ghost, saith the Lord. Seek to be infilled, baptized, saturated. Seek to get everything that God has for your life in Jesus name if you don't know Christ today that's the first step believe in your heart confess with your mouth that God Almighty raised him from the dead call on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved by his stripes you're healed he was chastised for our peace of mind the fullness thereof he bought us with a price. His blood was shed for us. Receive that today in Jesus' name. Be healed by the stripes of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. Lead us in God's further, Lord. Lord, give us the revelation that only comes through your spirit, God. Let the truth be prevalent, Lord, in your house today. Regardless of the name over the door, let your truth be prevalent. And you said, Lord, if you be preached, if Jesus Christ be preached, that all men will be drawn unto him. By the lifting up, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so if we lift you up and preach you, then your Holy Spirit will lead men into all your truth and all your righteousness. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Until next time. God bless. Pray, pray about these things. Seek him while he may be found.
in closing today, we're going to need more. We're going to need to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, even to a greater measure. We haven't got there yet. We have. If you're walking around on this people planet and breathing, then you're in a warfare. But you're going to need the Holy Ghost to accomplish the warfare in your life, and he will help you and guide you and teach you and comfort you and see you through even to the very end. Amen. Amen. God bless. Till next time. This has been Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom on Christian Survival Radio. Our email address is truthintheword777 at gmail.com. May God bless each and every one of you. Keep looking up, for Jesus is coming soon.